Welcome to The Soul Connection, an exploration of the interconnectivity between our social influencers, physical and emotional well-being, with a spark of spirituality. Please welcome your host, The Soul Doctor, Dr. Christiane Lefferts, known as Dr. K. Hello, welcome to The Soul Connection. We have another wonderful week of exciting guests and today we're going to deal with a very popular topic it's something that's been going through the american society uh the topic is what has happened with our elections how will it impact what's coming up this november and i'm inviting jeff zink he's a congressional district three candidate from arizona and he was actually at the summit called the Moment of Truth Summit Mike Lindell just put on. As boots on the ground, you got a, a wonderful perspective on what was being presented. Uh, you are actually one of those people that has had a, a personal look at the processes and the uh, battle up close that you can give us insight on. But I wanted to get you to share with our audience why people should care about this because there's a lot of people out there they they're tired of hearing it they just don't understand why we don't just move on they think people are sore losers they don't understand headship of the country and how it's played out through history and uh, you're just newly fresh back from Springfield Missouri, correct, at the convention center there. And so while things are still fresh in your mind, I would love for you to give us your perspective. Welcome. Well, thank you, Dr. Kay. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, I was able to come on to your program. One of the things that I, I always like to tell people is, is this, what came out of and the moment of truth is the fact that Anytime you put a person between you and a paper ballot, it can be manipulated. Now, paper ballots can also be manipulated, but it's also a lot harder when you actually have your handwritten uh, signature or your uh, oval that you put in or check mark or whatever you do on that and voting for that person. But the thing is, is that it's very, very easy. It's a sleight of hand. And what, one of the things I always tell everybody is, is that this is how I voted. And then very quickly it goes through the machine and stuff. And what happens is, is that this is how it comes into the machine. So it's not exactly the same as what you just voted. And the thing that I'm trying to get people to understand is that even a touch of a button that shows that to you on the surface that you're able to vote for this person that may not be what takes place once it's put into binary numbers uh, the ones and zeros that can then be manipulated so one of the things that we have proven and what we have done here in arizona i was a part of the arizona 2020 uh, presidential audit that took place here but most people don't know because we were so good and finding out what was taking place in nine months. We did nine months worth of work in just a few weeks now. Mm. And we did the primary. So we have the 2020 primary and what we found are the same mistakes that were made in 2020 are still being repeated and have not been uh, corrected or adjusted. 
So what we're finding is, is the common thread are those machines. And so what we need is one day of voting, not a season of voting. We need to have the paper ballots. They need to be hand counted at the precinct. Think about this. When I my very first vote that I cast was the first term of Ronald Reagan. Hmm. Okay, that's how far back I go. And when I cast that first vote for Ronald Reagan, uh, it was on a paper ballot and it was hand counted at the precinct level. And I'm a precinct committeeman, which means I'm responsible for 125 people here in my Rosier uh, uh, precinct. So it'd be very easy for me to be able to count 125 ballots. I could do that in a couple of hours. Let's just say it takes me a lot longer, but I do it in a couple of hours. Then what I could do is go to the congressional district there and exchange with another precinct committeeman and count their box while they're counting my box. And then on a piece of paper, we both sign off on what was inside both of our boxes. That's a, that is now an affidavit. We could then turn that information in to uh, MedTech, which is our uh, central voting uh, for the state of Arizona. And within a couple of hours, literally uh, they close at uh, seven o'clock, nine o'clock I've finished, by 11 o'clock I've had a recount uh, and everything. By 12 o'clock, the whole state of Arizona should be able to be counted and the results turned in by 12 o'clock. So if you stayed up by 12, you would know the results of the election for that. That's what we used to do in 1980. Mm -hmm. Today, we have all these machines and the big reveal that took place this weekend with Mike Lindell is the fact that not only are they the machines corruptible, you can go on them uh, uh, with a thumb drive and alter the the results themselves and nobody can even tell that they've been altered you can get on wi-fi and we've proven that they that they have wi-fi capabilities so you could go in and access them off the internet and we can also stated that if that's the capabilities we also proved that there was also foreign in, uh interference not only just in the states but foreign countries came in and changed our election as well. Wow. So the, the big reveal is, is that we need to go to Frank's speech and uh, website and, and uh, go there. And then it will give you a document in which you can download. And it's the voting cat that's been cast. And what you do is, is that you can FOIA that, that's Freedom of Information Act. You FOIA that information from your Secretary of State. And then you, once you get that information, upload that information onto that website. And then they will then in turn give you the information back on all of the people who voted illegally in your county and it will then be sent to your AG of the state, the attorney general of the state, which is Mark Burnovich for Arizona. But then it will also be sent to the sheriff of that county, which would be uh, Penzone, Sheriff Penzone here in Maricopa County. 
Now, the problem that we have here in Maricopa County is both of them have uh, not done their job. They won't do anything here in Maricopa County. We presented evidence in 2020, the uh, audit, and he's done nothing with it. He was running for Senate and lost in the primary because the people said you need to take care of your job first and so they sent a message that they weren't going to have him as a senator so he's not so he's out of the primary so he's no longer in government period and that's the message that we the people need to send to all of our politicians and then the second is is that uh the constitutional sheriff you need to find out and if you'll go to the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers association you can look to see is your sheriff a constitutional sheriff and if he is then we can send that information to them and they will do the investigation and start bringing uh and making arrests on those people that have you know literally broken the law by voting when they shouldn't have voted so i want you to just back up to the beginning of where you said go to Frank's speech so that people have a clear step-by-step. Uh, step. Now, this program actually does appear on Frank's speech as well, and I'll upload our video together. But for the Voice America audience, they might be unfamiliar with this pattern. So could you repeat that? Oh, absolutely. So if you'll go to frankspeech.com, and there will be a link with the moment of truth summit that you can go to and then it will then give you a button that you can press that will be for the voters that cast their votes and you're going to click on it okay you will then be able to print out what is called a FOIA request and it's a freedom of information act uh so and we just call it a FOIA and you're able to fill that out, send that to your secretary of state. By law, they have to provide you this information. And then once you receive it, you can go back to that web page and it will have a link to upload the data that you have then been given. And once you upload that to Frank Speech, then what they will do is they will send that information to the AG and to the uh, sheriff's office, and then they will begin their investigation of all of the people that illegally voted in the primary. And what we want to do is, is we want to send a clear message that if you're going to do this and you do this in the general, that the sheriff and the AG are coming for you. Right. AG is attorney general for those people who are new to this whole process. So there is definitely a battle heating up and many people have even speculated that, you know, 2020 has to be fixed before 22 can 2022 can even truly move forward because it's just, you know, um, kind of a waste of time if we don't address voter rolls, machines, everything else. And very quickly, we can turn into what they call a banana republic, which is elections that are selections and not truly the will of the people. And why that's important is, listen, 
as the head of the country goes, so does the country. And that has been a historical precedence. And because we've lived with freedoms and we have lived under a um, perhaps, sometimes it's been an illusion of freedom because there have been things that are, are removed from us slowly and steadily. But because it doesn't impact perhaps the daily life as much as um, you would think, people might just set it aside and say, oh, you know, I'm not into politics and I'm not into, it doesn't matter. But it does matter because all of a sudden now you got politics and this actually because people don't know their history, this has been the history of the world I'm telling you about and it's actually in my book. Um, It has constantly been the world's struggle between alienable and inalienable rights, meaning ones that are given by God and ones that are given by a sovereign or a dictator or a king of the earth and not the king of kings. And we as America were based and founded on this brand new premise that we are not subjects, that we are not property of sovereigns, that we are man that has been created equally in his image with God-given rights. And that is how our country was founded. And it had inspired revolutions throughout the world within, uh, oh gosh, was it, there was, oh, was it 70 revolutions that it has inspired just between 1776 and the early 19th century, or Mm -hmm. excuse me, 20th century. And, you know, they all went into revolution holding our document of this idea of self-government, of not selected government, of self-government, of the people. But where they all failed universally is because they based it on these premises of one group being superior than another, uh, which is a social justice type premise. And then you had a, a bigger bully, the bigger bully won, such as Napoleon overthrowing the monarchy of the time. And he ended up worse than what they had before. They missed God. We did not. And that is a very crucial point that our country has been successful and we've been probably in the 5% of world history that has ever done anything close to this successfully. Mm-hmm. And we need to protect it because if we don't, the pervasive um, dictators of the world will come and steal our rights. They will enslave us and make us subjects. Mm-hmm. And they can tell us our, we're free all along. Oh, you're free. We're doing this in the name of, you know, censorship. Well, censorship itself isn't, <laughs> is illegal, you know? Right. I mean, you can, like the movies, when we grew up, there was warnings. You can know the material and decide if you want to partake in it or not. 
and there was a, a responsibility to protect the children because of the minds that are growing. But censorship itself, it wasn't, we, we don't agree with you, so therefore we're censoring you. Exactly. You know? Well, and, and one of the things that a lot of people need to understand, since 1776, we've had 44 experiments of socialism. All 44 have failed. And every time that they have come back and they said, well, that wasn't socialism, the next one is, and we'll get it right. The problem is, is that where do your liberties and my liberties infringe on each other, where I start stripping your rights away from you by taking your liberties away? And that's exactly what socialism is all about. So right. it's and, redistribution and, of liberties based on social exactly. justice. And we all have to give our liberties to some, some superior group to decide who gets what. And all of a sudden we're right back into, it's a level of dictatorship, so to speak, because you've got people deciding who is privileged and who isn't based on what they think. And one time you may be in the, the in-group, and 10 years later you may be in the out-group. Correct. Well, and the thing is, is that what's really important for people to also understand is this. You know, um, it, it's understanding what my liberties and what my rights are I, I and, and freedoms. So I'm free to hit you. Uh, and, and a lot of people, they, they sit and they go, well, no, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm free to hit you. But your liberties and my liberties will not allow me to hit you. The difference is, is that I, if I'm infringing on God-given liberties that are sovereign, then I wouldn't do that to you, nor would you have to endure something like that if we're truly equal in the sight of, of God. And that's what the Bible teaches us. So we need to understand the difference between liberties and freedoms. What they keep saying is, is that it's infringement of freedoms. No, it's not. It's infringements on the liberties. And that's just like when Satan was cast out of heaven, the problem that we see there is that reason why he was cast out was because he wanted to be as God. And there's only one creator who created Satan himself and so he was cast down uh, to earth. And so what we're now doing is, is we're a part of this good and evil play. People need to understand it's not about Democrats. It's not about Republicans, Tea Party, Independence Party, not determined or anything else. It literally is about good and evil and that we need to understand that we either serve one master, we cannot serve both. We serve the father above or the father below, but we can't serve both uh, masters in this. And so why this is so important for this election and why we need to take care of 2020 uh, uh, first was because of what we saw in 2022. We saw the same patterns of cheating, the same fraud that was taking place in 2020 happened in August 2nd in our primary. That's Arizona's Same, primary, by the way. In, our, in Arizona's mm -hmm. primary. So when we presented there at the summit uh, this weekend, uh, Arizona's results, we came across something that surprised everybody. 842 
violent sex offenders registered their residence because as a sex offender you have to register uh, uh, there so that uh, people can be put out that there is a, a sex offender in your neighborhood and everything else. 842 of them registered in January. 842 also registered to vote all out of the DMV. Now, one of the things that we have uh, started finding out when we started doing canvassing is that most of these people had no idea that not only had they uh, registered to vote, but they also went in person and voted. Oh, wow. So, so somebody so, issued them an ID as well. Yes. So they got, so they registered themselves. They have a, a, a voter ID and everything else. And they also got their, their uh, driver's license and stuff issued to them. But the problem is, as a convicted felon, what, you've lost your right to vote. Now, uh, now what's happened is, is that you have a violent felony who's now registered to vote and cast their vote. That is also another felony. These people are going back to jail. But what we're finding is, is that, again, you are presumed innocent until proven guilty. They're already signing affidavits stating that, no, I never checked that box. No, I didn't register to vote, and I darn sure didn't go in person and voted. So they're creating all these affidavits that are going to be presented again to Mark Burnovich, our attorney general, that's now going to have to investigate and get to the bottom of this. But somebody in the DMV is what we're uh, what we're now looking as the evidence is starting to point is that someone in the DMV, a government agency, has now done this without their knowledge and has actually cast their vote for them without their knowledge and stuff. And the problem is, is that since they're sexual offenders with felonies, if they're, if they're caught, which now they are, they're going back to jail. But this person that did all this is scot-free and they're the ones that truly are the criminal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, wow, that's, that's a terrible position to put those people in. Um, and, you know, some people say, oh, well, they were criminals anyways from before. You know, I actually, throughout the years of ministry, <laughs> I've run into some really egregious charges people have endured. And I will tell you, one of the most egregious cases was a young man who, he was in his 30s now, but his whole life was torn about apart because when he was 19, he was dating a 17-year-old girl and the parents were very upset with him and they charged, and he got charged as a sex offender and, and young, brilliant man. And that ruined his life. Every time he takes out his license, people sneer at him because it's pasted. Listen, if you murder somebody, murder is not pasted on your driver's license. Nope. But sex offender is. And that's just one story. I've had a few encounters with people that, um, you know, their whole lives were completely destroyed with getting labeled with that. And another lady who, uh, her husband, it was egregious, but her husband, he was a stepfather to her children, had an affair with her 
eldest daughter. And that if that wasn't painful enough, when she got to court, because he was a political figure, they charged her as well. And she went to prison too. So she got a divorce. She learned that her daughter was cheating with uh, on her husband, who was the father for other two children. And she ended up in prison. And she ended up now she can't live anywhere. She has to live in a special housing complex because all of the housing restrictions. Um, and, you know, she is addicted to drugs and, and alcohol as, you know, her pain and sorrow medicator. So the fact is that, you know, somebody could say, oh, that's just, you know, the, who cares about those people? Well, you know, sometimes one of those those peoples were actually victims themselves and now they'd be victimized twice because now they're getting another felony on top of the sorrows and troubles that they already have and as christians you know we we do have to forgive people in our society even the ones that we don't agree with that may have done something like that but you know now they're looking at going back to jail and they probably did nothing to violate their probation Exactly. Well, and the thing is, is that you're right. You know, as a as an ordained minister myself, one of the things is, is that uh, God forgives us. And the thing is, is that um, I became a Christian at the age of nine, uh, really started dedicating my life at age 13. And I have studied the Bible for well over four, uh, 50 years now. Um, at nine years old, I didn't stop sinning. In fact, God knew that when I accepted him as my Lord and Savior and I went to college and played football and did all these things and was in sports medicine and I had this long career of helping people, I, I still fail. I get angry. I say words that I shouldn't say and I sin. I fall short uh, and God has to forgive me and I have to ask for forgiveness and the thing is, is that people do make mistakes. Um, some are more egregious according to, you know, our laws of what's taking place. But the thing is, is that um, if you did it, then, you know, own up to it, serve your time, pay your restitution. And then I'm one of those that will look for trying to restore this catch and release that we have right now where no consequences for your action and the sins that are taking place now uh, are straight from hell that's exactly what they are let's don't let's don't punish anybody because it really isn't their fault i'm sorry but you need to be responsible for your own actions and that's why it's real important that we need to have godly men and women in those places that are on uh, uh, judges. I, I'm a great example of what's taking place, going to January 6th, taking my son with me. And while we never went into the um, Capitol, we never trespassed against any barrier or anything else like that. Uh, while the FBI cleared me, my son has uh, started out facing 47 years in federal penitentiary if he's convicted. They've dropped two of the charges uh, and so now he's only facing 22, but we're going to be 20 months and they still haven't charged him officially uh, with anything. And they haven't presented any evidence against him. 
And so, you know, the thing is, is that if this is the type of government that we have, we need to start making sure that we have godly men and women in place that can fairly look at something like Solomon did. And and like God says, I will put uh, people in. In fact, there's a verse, Proverbs 29, 2 states that while the righteous rule, the people rejoice, but when evil rule, the people groan. Mm -hmm. And we need to sit down and look at this and go, you know, we need to start getting back to our our God-given rights that was established. I believe that the Bible is a living, breathing uh, book that inspired not only our Declaration of Independence, but also our Bill of Rights that came in. And those documents are also living, breathing documents so we should be uh, more loving and forgiving as a church, come together, and let's train our boys and girls to be men and women of God. And it says that in Proverbs, if you train up a child in the way they shall go, meaning godly ways, they won't depart from it when they're older. And that's the type of person that I will be uh, uh, when I get to uh, Congress. Yes. Yeah. And I fully, fully believe that. But that brings up our topic of headship that people don't understand. And uh, first of all, we covered, kind of recap here, we covered the fact that the machines are not reading the ballots correctly. Secondly, they're hackable. And um, by hacking them, they can change the will of the people. Uh, Now we're kind of moving through what the implications beyond the the process of the implications for society we talked about being a banana republic where people are installed and not elected and that brings us to headship which you just covered with that scripture that the people moan when the ungodly this is ungodly people and mm-hmm. the, and if you if you have any sense that there is a higher power and even you're not christian but you just know that there's a higher power listen even the aa groups acknowledge a higher power and they're secular Mm -hmm. a higher power would not condone the ungodliness of stealing an election installing people Installing people that did not care, that cared more about their personal power, personal gain, and all of the uh, insider stuff that they get, information that enriches them, uh, that whole agenda taking a precedent over being a statesman. Paul Jaley said, Dr. Paul Jaley, he's a phenomenal historian, but he's also an amazing patriot. And he said that politicians study the art of getting elected and statesmen represent. And we have to get over this studying the art of getting elected. And that's where, you know, when I first met you and you shared some of your testimony with me, I knew instantly that God had called you to this position. And I don't care what kind of district you're in, red, white, blue, purple, green, whatever. I don't care because you can't go against what God has mandated because honestly, this country right now, we're at this tipping point 
where we cannot have self-governance without God. It's never worked. You get Napoleon, you get the bigger bully that comes out. We need people that understand God, understand the word of God, understand the importance of the secret sauce of God in the self-governance equation, or this country, the greatest experiment in the history of mankind would cease because it's never worked without God. And everything that was put forward, if you stop and study it, and I would ask each person just to read the Declaration of Independence, because when you read it and you read all of their uh, grievances with the king and all of the things that the tyrant king was doing to the people, you can see today, we're running in parallel time frames right now. And it is time for the men and women of God to stand up, to stand up. And you know what? It's going to be all ages, but we have to have a backbone. It's going to be all races, ages, but I'm saying that the community that understands that this cannot work without God needs to stand up. Men, women, black, white, Latino, it doesn't matter. Those things are, they've got... It's division by separation. That's of the world. That's not of the kingdom. And if we are the light for the rest of the world, the rest of the world is cheering for us. Because as we go, we have been the light. We are that shining light on the beacon at the top of the hill. You know, we are that country. So at any rate, um, the Moment of Truth Summit, there was a lot of information given over this weekend, and it was, you know, probably very scientific and, and uh, delivered by a lot of very knowledgeable people. But I want to ask you, what was your biggest takeaway from that? The, the biggest takeaway is something that um, hopefully people understood uh, what I stated earlier with uh, the machines itself. Um, bringing the people to, to knowledge and to light uh, is what, I, what I'm hoping. The thing is, is that um, was this a big reveal for me? No, it really wasn't. Not for me personally, but I'm, on, I'm boots on the ground. I'm literally uh, in the machines, in the data, working this and working with a group of people that are uh, presenting uh, evidence all the time. And so for me, I've known this. Getting this so that people can understand, and and uh, so what I always tell everybody is this: for those that say, "What's the pur- purpose? Why?" Um, I don't care about uh, the machines. I don't care about the elections. I don't care about politics. I just want to be left alone. Remember, when uh, Trump was in office, we had lower gas prices. We had an economy that was uh, was thriving. We had industries that were coming into America and everything else. We had a stolen election that took place and Biden came in. What do we have now? The highest gas prices we've ever had uh, 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 ever. Hyperinflation. Hyperinflation. We have uh, money that has been given out uh, uh, out to other countries, $87 billion was voted to go to Ukraine. All right. 
$87 billion uh, for the homeless, the needy, our veterans, the things they're, they're, they're coming after DeSanchez uh, there in Florida, which you reside in, uh, for appointing uh, veterans into schools. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. The thing I think is, that's is great, that too. The, the they understand the, co- the cost of freedom. Exactly. They, they have a wealth of knowledge. They, they bring discipline. Our children desperately need discipline. You know, uh, the Bible again says that if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. We have so many children that are so spoiled that they don't understand consequences of their actions. And parents that are children, having children, don't know that they're supposed to discipline children because they're not being disciplined. And so there's this perpetual thing. I I even am a part of an atheist group. I don't participate. (laughs) They don't know that I'm there. Okay. But I actually am monitoring it and I'm, and I'm reading it to, to uh, find out uh, what they are talking about and what's important to them. And the thing that they're, they are continually uh, throwing out there is that, they have a religion too. They don't believe in God, but they do believe in Satan. And a lot of them are Satanists. And they say things like hell Satan and, and, and uh, all of this. So they feel like that they should have the same religious opportunities that Christians have. Now, here's something that a lot of people are going to be very surprised. I think they're right because God gave us free will and he gives us a choice. But here's the difference. He also gave us the good news that Jesus Christ uh, came and walked amongst us as a man, that he was totally God, totally man. And that for that, he went to a cross where he was sacrificed for on behalf of all people from the beginning of time till the time that he comes again and judges the earth that his blood and his death was sufficient, that those that believe in him, though they were dead, they shall not perish. But if we uh, uh, actually accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we will live eternity in heaven with him, while others will be cast in a lake of fire, and that there will be a separation of those that believe in Satan. And I'm one of those that they they will be able to worship whoever they want, but the consequences of that sin and of that death are going to be catastrophic and us as christian godly men and women if we withhold this and do not tell them this then that blood uh, that they are going to be sacrificing is on our hands and we need to understand all it is is doing exactly what i just did which was a very generic walking through the roman road that Jesus Christ went to a cross, he died, he was buried and rose again on the third day. And that resurrection meant that he had conquered death and we no longer have to fear death. So it's important. Why is this so important? Is because government came into your churches and they came into your homes when they passed a mandate, which is not a law, 
with COVID and they put masks over your face to silence you and to prevent you from being in your church to worship God that came directly from Satan. And we, and as churches and as men and women, we bow down to that. Mm-hmm. The next time we do this, we need to make sure that we do not bow down to this. I will not be masked and I will not uh, have my church uh, uh, shut down. If my pastor shuts that church down, I will go and find a church that's open and I will then be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But we we need to take uh, the lead as leaders and we're and if we're children of God, act like it. Mm-hmm. He's the most high God. We as as children of God should not walk in fear. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, but he does state that he provides food for all of the uh, uh, birds and the animals uh, in the world, but we are made in his image. How much more does he love us and will provide for us? And we need to start acting boldly and going, no, my God is sufficient for me. So it's going to be very important that we as leaders, godly men and women, stand up and say, this is the time to say no to all of this administration and what's taking place because they did come in. So if you want, if you don't want politics in your life, then you need to start having godly men and women in politics that will fight for you to keep politics out of your life. That's what's important. Right. Exactly. And and I'm totally in agreement that is the best way of becoming non-political is just vote the right people in and then you don't have to worry um because what tyrants do is they use fear to control populations that's what they do that's what they've done throughout all history is they use fear and even you know biblically it says that we're not given a spirit of fear but of a sound mind so Obviously, those two things are opposing each other, fear and sound mind. Uh, what's really interesting is, is that I'm also in medicine as well, in sports medicine. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, as an exercise physiologist and, uh, you know, an athletic trainer and strength and conditioning specialist and stuff, I've spent 35 years taking care of athletes. And the thing is, is that what's really interesting is, is that laying hands is something that I had to do on a regular basis, whether it was a, a, a broken bone, uh, a torn muscle, ligament, or anything else, and treating that. But the thing is, is that prayer was also a part of my daily, while I was uh, working on them, and the great uh, physician was the one that came in and would actually heal them. Uh, and there are uh, people who have the gift of healing. Uh, I happen to be one of them. And you're also one. And the thing is, is that we sit down and they go, well, but you've got a sore back or you've got this, that, and the other. Why can't you heal yourself? You know, well, that's why I go to other professionals so that they can apply that to, to me as well. But the whole idea is, is that First Peter 5, 8 says that we are to bear each other's burdens to fulfill the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that sharing and bearing of burdens, whether that is an injury or an illness, the pathogens that are taking place there, they can be cured. Uh, and and we need to be able to, to do that because what's happening more and more 
is with Dr. Fauci and some of the other uh, physicians and our medical boards and our licensing boards and, and medicine and stuff, now that they have weaponized all these pathogens against the people and have started killing people by doing vaccines and stuff, that now uh, there's a study that 297% that of miscarriages now are across the nation all of them vaccine related. So, uh, you know, uh, women do have miscarriages, but the ones that now have been vaccinated, they're now uh, miscarrying at an alarming 297% mm-hmm. increase. Mm-hmm. This is not something that is normal. No, it's not. And actually I had Dr. Lee Merritt on last week and she was putting out a lot of Uh, actuary statistics that you can't just say it's an anomaly because it's never happened before. You don't have this level of all-cause mortality ballooning across the world unexplainably. And the only thing from country to country that was in common was this protocol that many people took in in the last couple years. But with that, that also ties back to our right to choose, our right to, to if we want to be fearful or if we don't want to be fearful, but getting government out of our households, getting, getting God into our households, because he is the great peacemaker. He will give you a sound mind to think things through, turn off the TV and the talking heads, and you know get along with your God. He wants to have conversation with you. He wants to commune with you. He wants to dispel fears. And he will help you navigate the minefield. You don't have to listen to any of us. Listen to him. Just tune in and and say to God, is this the right choice for me? You know, and open your heart. Wait for him to answer. But one, one thing I do want to cover before we end is a little anomaly that is going on over there with the governor race. And there is... A very interesting race happening in Arizona. Carrie Lake is kind of sweeping the the uh, the state. However, her opponent is actually in charge of elections. Is that correct? <laughs> it is. It's so a, she could wrong. hide in the basement, kind of like somebody else we know just did that, and yep. actually end up the winner. I mean, it could could possibly happen if we don't change these machines and everything. Well, absolutely. So one of the things that's really interesting is, and it is legal in Arizona, we do not have a law that prevents uh, the Secretary of State who runs our election, that is over our election integrity aspect of the uh, elections here in Arizona, Katie Hobbs. Hold on, which means she would be the one who would enforce uh, uh, integrity of elections, correct? correct? She's the enforcer. She is. She is the enforcer. Okay. And yet she is uh, she is the Democratic uh, nominee that will go against Carrie Lake, the Republican nominee uh, for governor. And the thing is, is that uh, I'm I'm just appalled at the fact that and I've had many conversations with uh, people like uh, Wendy Rogers, Karen Fan, uh, Sonny Borelli, I mean, uh, and, and told them, are you kidding me? If somebody that is involved in elections is running for an office, 
they have to step down. Why haven't we done this? It, it seems like a, a no brainer. However, no one has ever addressed this. And so when we go to the general election, we're going to have a Democrat that has already been sued twice, has been sued twice and has lost twice in court for nefarious aspects of voter uh, or election uh, infractions in her office is now going to be over our elections in regards to running for governor. So again, do, what kind of banana republic are we running here in Arizona? We have uh, a Democrat that is running, uh, that has lost two court cases and is running for governor and is going to be still in her seat as secretary of state until she becomes the next governor. And the reason why I say that is, is that Joseph Stalin made this statement. I don't care who votes. I don't care how you vote. I just want to be able to count your votes. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. And that kind of sums up our whole conversation today. <laughs> it is. It does. It does. Oh. Wow. Um, yeah. I, if that isn't the alarm bells going off. And that is exactly what this candidate is in charge of and you know the popularity between the two there's just no uh contest and she won't even come out and debate carrie lake no no and that and that's the problem <clears throat> even the uh, uh democratic incumbent that i'm running against will not debate me uh the the uh, pbs has reached out to me and, and asked for dates I've sent those in uh, three weeks ago. They sent me an email last week saying that they're still trying to reach out to the uh, congressman that's representing Congressional District 3. By the way, if you go, and I'll go ahead and say his name, if you'll go to Ruben Gago and you look at his website, you're going to find something very glaring. Everything on his website, every email that he sends out, it states Congressional District 7. That is before the census. That's what this district was. He doesn't even care about the people enough to change anything in his congressional run and, and, is, uh, uh, and on his website, both congressional uh, and, and federal website and stuff. None of that has been changed at all. He just doesn't care. But he does come out and state that he's running against uh, Kirsten Sinema uh, for Senate in 2024 when her Senate uh, comes up uh, for re-election there, that he's going against her because she has uh, too many conservative uh, voting and has voted with the Republicans too many times, and she's no longer a Democrat. And so this person who believes in, in killing children 28 days after they've been delivered, he wants that bill from California to be brought here to Arizona. I mean, uh, the, I mean that's why I say he is the epitome of death because every which way he wants, he thinks that abortion and killing children, even outside the womb, is acceptable. And we've got to start voting people like him out of office 
and stuff. And so when you said and you look at this, Katie Hobbs won't debate Carrie uh, Lake. Ruben won't debate me uh, because when they get on stage and they're asked these questions, they know that the Latino vote, which is over 70% here in my uh, district, they don't agree with this. They don't follow him. And plus he does nothing in this CD to actually represent the people. And he's supposed to have uh, a Hispanic background, yet uh, for eight years, he's never represented the Latinos here. So for me, I wanna be able to represent them and, and represent God, which will represent them. So that's, that's one of the things that is so different in regards to if you have something to hide, you do it in the dark. That's what Satan does. But if you have nothing to hide, then you come out into the light and God reveals all in the light. And that's what I'm trying to do. And so it would be very tough for him uh, to uh, win if he debated me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he can't even keep up with what district he's in, I would say it's, exactly. it's going to be a very tough debate. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. I always so enjoy connecting with you. Uh, you truly are a brother in Christ. At any rate, our time is up, but God bless, and we will definitely have you back again. Absolutely, and thank you so much. And if those that want to donate to my campaign, go to jeffzinkforcongress.com, hit the donate page, and uh, support me so that I can get to Arizona. Thank you so much for having me on your show. You're welcome. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again for tuning in to The Soul Connection. We can be found at soulconnectionusa.com with our developing community. Please join us again every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until our next show, find new ways this week and every week to make your own Soul Connections.